Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. This is the Sports Edge with Rick Wolf on your flagship station for New York sports. The Fan, Sports Radio 66 and 1019 FM, WFAN, New York. Hi, everybody, and welcome to this week's frigid edition of Rick Wolf Sports Edge. I'm your host, Rick Wolf, and yeah, it's about 15 or 16 degrees outside on the Sunday morning, and the wind is howling. It's just. You know, the truth is we're still really only still in December. So I just wonder what's going to happen the rest of this winter. In any event, on this morning's show, I want to talk about a brand new concept that's being introduced by the NBA. It's a concept that's going to have a direct impact on kids who play basketball and who aspire to play at a higher level. Now, in short, the NBA's idea is to stage a Little League World Series. But not of baseball, of course, but a World Series of basketball. I was reading about this in an article in the Washington Post this past week, and the concept is aimed to have a similar kind of playoffs, just like they do each summer in Williamsport, Pennsylvania, but with basketball kids who are 13 and 14 years old. And like Little League, the NBA would, of course, uh, televise all these games, and, of course, they would showcase uh, these young kids as rising stars in the game. And just like the Little League World Series, the, this NBA World Series would take place in August, and it starts this summer. Uh, let me read verbatim from the NBA's press release of a few days ago, and I've, I've you know, along the way, I've added my own uh, emphasis. Quote, In showcasing the world's top young talent, the Junior NBA World Championship will be centered on four core values. Teamwork, respect, determination, and community. Now, those four elements, those cores, particularly teamwork, that's important. Anyway, these these, uh, four core values will set a new standard in youth basketball development. In collaboration with USA Basketball and, and FIBA, The competition will promote standards of safe play as well as the proper training and licensing of coaches. Again, proper training and licensing of coaches to enhance the experience for everyone involved. The Junior NBA World Championship will align with the NBA and USA Basketball Youth Guidelines, which promote health and wellness in several ways, including recommending age-appropriate limits on the number of games that youth should play. All coaches participating in the Junior NBA World Championship will also be required to be trained and licensed by USA Basketball, uh, which for U.S.-based coaches, and FIBA for international coaches. Youth at the Junior NBA World Championship will not only compete on the court, but will also receive off-court life skills education and participate in NBA CARES community service projects. And as noted, the very first NBA World Championship is slated to take place in August 2018. It's going to be uh, done at Disney World in Orlando, Florida. It will draw teams from all over the United States and from the world, just like Little League Baseball. There will, of course, be qualifying regional playoffs to get to Orlando. Okay, 
This all sounds great. I mean, I, I'm looking for a downside here, and I know that uh, we'll get into this in, a, in more detail in a second, but I have a bunch of questions for you to ponder this morning. First of all, do you think this is a good idea? In effect, the NBA is going to take over the pipeline of the very best 13 and 13 and 14 year old kids who play basketball both here in the US and overseas. Now already a number of sports parenting uh, experts uh, have already said they are not sure this is a good concept to pursue. Uh, and I'm my question to you is well, what do you think? And I'm going to take your calls this morning at 18773376666 that's brought to you by Mohegan Sun. Unlimited possibilities await you at Mohegan Sun. Plan your stay at mohegansun.com. Number two, what is not being said in this press release uh, is how this will all affect AAU basketball. That is, the NBA is clearly making a concerted uh, effort to talk about team play. That was one of the four core elements they had. Uh, and that the coaches who are involved in the NBA uh, Junior World Series must all be trained and certified by USA Basketball. Now, to me, this is all a good thing. I think it's fair to say that AAU basketball programs uh, have been really sort of a hodgepodge and have been so for years, with much of their funding coming uh, not just from the parents who you know have the kids register and sign up and play, but a lot of at the, at the elite high school level, the funding comes from sneaker companies. And that's always been a major concern to me. Plus, let's be honest, AAU coaches vary widely in their skills and ability to teach the game to the kids. You know, AAU has become pretty much a showcase for kids to basically show that they have great scoring ability instead of focusing on team play. And that's a major concern. We discussed that, that issue on the show uh, many times in the past, and I think this is something that the NBA is concerned about as well. You know, we also mentioned uh, in discussing AAU over the years that, you know, it's become more and more evident that that foreign basketball players are becoming much more uh, adept, more skilled at overall team play than the American kids. And again, I have to think a lot of this is attributable to the influence of AAU ball, which again is more like Okay, we're here to hit, I'm here to showcase my scoring abilities. I'm not so concerned about whether the team does well or playing defense. I just want to shoot, 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 and show everybody I can score a lot. Uh, I I have again. That's bothered me for a long time. I know a lot of coaches and and parents have worried about that as well. And again, this seems to me in a very sort of slick and and professional way. The NBA is trying to corral the AAU and saying, look, we're going to have this done in our way. We're going to take control. We're going to make sure who the coaches are. They have to be trained and certified by USA Basketball. And it's going to have a tremendous impact, again, and on, on AAU basketball. one 337 6666 Let's start our conversation this morning with Jim from Old Bridge, New Jersey. Jim, good morning. You're on the fan. Good morning. Um, I think it's a great idea that the doing this, um, but is there going to be leagues set up, structured this way? Um, you know, in, in Little League, it's done by district. Is is it going to be similar to that, where, you know, Old Bridge will have a team and, you know, uh, Sayerville will have a team, or is it going to be just like a tournament and you submit teams into the tournament? Jim, that's one of the questions I have. I, I, I've searched online to get more information about this, uh, and one of the first questions I had, 
And I agree with you. Was, is this going to be done by individual towns, or are you going to have uh, travel teams uh, put together of kids from all over a particular region? How, how is this going to be implemented? I just don't know, and I think that's one of the, the first questions the NBA will have to, uh, have to address, uh, and perhaps they already have, but I've not been aware of it in their press releases. But, yeah, I mean, that, how are you going to do this? Just take five outstanding kids who happen to be 13 or 14, and they all happen to come from the East Coast, put them on one team, or you just take one kid from, you know, one bunch of kids from Sayreville. I mean, that's, that, right. of course, is the essence of Little League, where it's individual towns uh, you know, communi- uh, competing against other towns. I just don't have an answer yet, but that's something that, um, particularly this is going to happen in, in, uh, in August of 18. How is this going to take place, and how is it going to happen quickly? We'll find out more as this goes along. Uh, okay, but great. Thanks for the call, Jim. Appreciate it. No problem. Thanks. You bet. And uh, you know, this is this is what we're talking about. Let's let's go over to uh, to Princeton, New Jersey. AJ is standing by. AJ, good morning. You're on the fan. Hey, good morning, Rick, and happy New Year to you. You too. Uh, listen, Rick. You and I have always been on the same page, so I'm I'm kind of hearing your reluctance behind the scenes here. And uh, the first one I would say is. Um, you know, I, I, I tried coaching youth basketball many, many years ago, early 2000s, when my son was of the age. And uh, I kind of gave up basketball myself when I realized this is not a team sport. <laughs> well, as much as it's supposed to be, it, it never turns out to be a, a, a team sport, and uh, the best players get showcased, and I would love to see how they're going to implement that. And, you know, the whole idea, this all looks great on paper. Let's see how it gets implemented fairly yeah. and all that. You know, you, you know what I'm talking about. Of course, AJ, and that's what I said. I, 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 you know, it sounds like a great and grandiose concept. And as you said, it sounds great on paper. Uh, but there are some sort of questions, basic questions that crop up right away. We just talked about the fact that, well, how does this work? I mean, do you have a team of kids from one town or one community, or, or is it a travel team of kids? Uh, it, do they, in fact, you know, use AAU teams uh, to compete in this? I just don't know. And, of course, the biggest concern is, is, is the whole idea of team play and, and is it how do the kids today who have been you know, brought up looking at highlight reels and guys scoring and shooting and scoring and shooting, how is this all going to translate uh, into being a more of a team-oriented concept. And I assume that's what the NBA has in mind, but we just don't know. I mean, if you have a kid, and of course there are kids out there who are like this, uh, you know, who are at age 13 or 14 or 6, 6, 6, 8, they do exist. You know, if all of a sudden it's just a matter of bringing the ball up court and tossing to the kid in the low post and he puts in, a, puts in a layup, I mean, that may be what this is all about. I just don't know. We'll have to wait and see, of course, to see how this plays out. Unfortunately, Rick, you know, what you just described is the nature of basketball. Yeah. It's the ball in the hands of the guys who can score, and the coach is always going to encourage that, um, and, and winning is still going to be the issue. Yeah. I, 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 again, more to come about this, but th- they're moving ahead with this. This is, this is not like uh, just a, a pipe dream. Uh, the NBA is doing this, and, uh, of course, from their perspective, the month of August is one of the one of the few months of the year where they have sort of downtime, and they're looking to obviously build some programming to have people who love basketball to tune in to see what this is all about and who the next rising stars are. And I'm, I'm sure that's what is driving a, a great deal of this. That's not that's be, you know, not, that's not be naive. The NBA is a business, and they're, it's a very very slick, well produced marketing machine, and they're looking to put more of its product in front of. Uh, 
the American and international peoples. Anyhow, hey, AJ, thanks for the call. Appreciate it. Take care, my friend. Happy New Year. Hey, you too, Rick. Thank you. Uh, all right, that's what we're talking about this morning. We're talking about this junior uh, NBA World Series, uh, which is going to basically, starting uh, in August of the new year, 2018, we're going to see kids, teams uh, playing in this uh, out of, out of uh, Disney World to play, for, I guess, for the, the best uh, junior NBA team in the world. And it's very, very comparable to what they do with Little League Baseball. And we're discussing the, the pros and cons of this because it's so brand new. And, you know, how is it going to work? And is it going to be a good thing or a bad thing? I'm taking your thoughts and comments on one 337 6666 Let me take a timeout. Uh, Dave Uram is, uh, is here this morning. He has your sports update. When I return, I'll go right back to the calls. Back here on the Sports Edge, we're talking this morning about this announcement last week uh, from the NBA that they're going to introduce uh, an idea which is obviously fully derivative from uh, Little League Baseball. Uh, they're going to, the NBA is going to hold the Junior NBA World Championships. It'll take place in August of 2018 out of Orlando. And uh, the question is very simple today. This is for 13- and 14-year-old kids. Is this a good idea or a bad idea? Is, is it the NBA's attempt to try to, to uh, control the pipeline of talented kids that I guess 13 and 14 would, would make kids probably in 8th and ninth grade? Is it their way to, to sort of intervene with AAU programs and to try to clean up uh, the concerns of AAU basketball? Is it going to be town teams? Is it going to be travel teams? A lot of questions, but the basic concept is they're going to try and, and uh, take this idea from Little League Baseball and do the same thing. Quite frankly, Little League Baseball, of course, that airs in August. This will, be, this will be August as well. Be curious to see how it all plays out. And what are your thoughts are? one 337 Let's go to our callers. Let's go, um, let's go to Travis and Zayerville. Travis, good morning. You're on the fan. Good morning. How are you doing? Good. How are you, Travis? All right, pretty good. You know, I coach uh, baseball and, and basketball, and this this is this is a de facto AAU tournament. It won't be, uh, from my understanding, it won't be town teams. And if it won't be town teams, you're just going to have a bunch of AAU teams that are in this tournament. Mm-hmm. And they could have, you know, AAU already has national tournaments. They could have already put out national tournaments. Correct. You know, and they could have put this on. The, the draw is that this will be on TV. Correct. It's not going to even come close to Little League World Series, but the Little League World Series is particular towns, and it's something great in watching 12 random kids from small-town USA go against Japan. You know? Mm-hmm. You know? So if it was actually a situation where there was town teams and or even some sort of regional team, but, again, a regional team is going to turn into an AAU team, and it's 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 not it's it's gonna miss the it's gonna miss what we're what we like about the uh, concept of it. Also, one little other quick note: when it says you know train coaches and all of that, yep, that's going to be that's going to be some sort of quote unquote online training that you you know that you go on, you read through, click through, and you get trained. Yes, I, I doubt I doubt if they're going to have people come to a certain place and train quote unquote uh, air quotes. Or USA basketball coaching, you know. Yeah, well, Travis, let's let's talk about your two points because they're good ones. First of all, yeah, I I I I think you were correct. One of the lure of the attraction of Little League baseball, as you said, you know, you get twelve kids, 
you know, from uh, Nowheresville, uh, you know, any, anywhere in the United States, and all of a sudden they somehow progress to Williamsport and they're taking on, you know, uh, the rest of the country, the rest of the world. That is kind of cool. That's sort of like, you know, Main Street uh, kind of appeal. With basketball, and again, I, I would assume, and I guess you have some, some, uh, some, you know, some intel on this as well, that it's going to be travel teams as opposed to just taking five or ten kids from a one small town uh, and, and have them compete as a basketball team. Uh, two, I, I think the sense that uh, the, the training, yeah, the, the, uh, the training that exists you know, from USA Basketball, you are correct. A lot of that is online stuff. Uh, and, and, but they do do clinics, uh, certainly where they train coaches as well. So it's a combination of the both. Fact of the matter is, uh, any kind of training that the NBA gets involved in, uh, is, I think is good. And just as a, as a matter of disclosure, uh, some years ago I was involved with the NBA, was hired by them to write, uh, coaching programs for kids and so on and so forth. Uh, I don't do that any longer, but certainly they're, they're heading in the right direction. So I think that's all good. Uh, because yeah. the more coaching instruction we have from, you know, from USA Basketball, the better. But to your point, a lot of this is still sort of uh, smoke and mirrors, and it has to be figured out how they're going to implement all this because I, I just don't know, and there are going to be lots and lots of questions. So we will see. Hey, Travis, thanks for the call. Yeah. Take care. Thank you. You bet. Uh, let's let's uh, move on. Let's go to uh, Mount Kisco in Westchester County. Hi, John. You're on the fan. Hi, Rick. Good morning. Good morning, John. Uh, first, first time, long time. I love you, so I look forward to uh, to your show each Sunday morning. Well, good. Um, Thank you. Thank you. You're, you're welcome. My, my friend and I, uh, I moved up to Mount Kisco about five years ago. My friend and I, we started coaching as volunteers, CYO basketball, and there was enough interest to continue for the boys to continue playing in the springtime, so we founded our own AAU program. Now, we're not a an elite-level AAU program. We're more of like a BC-level program. Mm-hmm. So I guess, I guess really my point is that there are programs out there that place an emphasis on team play, and I think just as important as getting the kids into the gym for actual practice rather than just entering them into a bunch of tournaments you know, and, and, and really showcasing talent. Yep. You know, we, really pri- we really pride ourselves in that we, we get the kids into the gym two or three days a week for practice and skill development. Um, you know, I, I've, I, we are both certified USA basketball coaches. We've, uh, one of the things that we like about the USA basketball certification is that USA basketball offers these coaching clinics right. where you can go and you spend a day and a half being trained from very, very knowledgeable coaches. Two months ago, I went to a clinic and, and Bobby Hurley Sr. gave Give a give almost a ninety minute tutorial on basic skill development, and he's he's probably the greatest high school coach of all time. And, and those are the types of people USA Basketball is bringing into their program to instruct coaches on how to coach kids the right way. Well, so John, I, yeah, John, I was going to say, you know, that's exactly what I'm talking about when. USA Basketball is saying you have to be certified to coach in this tournament. And as you said, USA Basketball, I mean, they, they have people like you know, Coach Hurley, who was on the show not too long ago. I mean, this is one of the greatest coaching uh, icons of all time. Uh, Mike Krzyzewski is involved with USA Basketball. And all the top, top names, only honorable coaches are involved. And you're as a coach, 
you're learning from the best, and that's 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 what this is really a real positive to to this program. Well, Rick, thank you for taking my call, and I guess I, guess, I just want to end with this: that there are programs out there yeah. that place an emphasis on team play and skill development. It's I, up to the parents to find to find these programs. And my friend and I, neither of us have children. We're we're in this because we like teaching kids how to play basketball the right way. Right, thanks for taking my call. Well, thank you, John. And, and I would say this as well, uh, to John's point, yeah, coaches like him and his buddy who, who do try to teach team play and the way the game should be played, uh, yeah, they, they, they may sort of fly under the radar because there is a lot of, you know, the, 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 the glitz and glamour of having superstar kids playing in an AAU program who get all the attention. Okay, but those are still few and far between. It's, it's programs like his, like John's program up in Mount Kisco, where kids are being taught how to not only play the game the right way, but obviously to develop a sense of, of, of the skill and, and the attraction of the sport itself. And as a parent, that's really what you want because we know that, you know, <laughs> so few kids ever get on to get a college scholarship or, or play professionally. Let's, uh, let's move on. Let's go, to, um, let's go to Damon in White Plains. Damon, good morning. You're on the fan. Yeah, good morning. Uh, what a pleasure it is to talk to you. I've talked to many of the other hosts. So your, your show is certainly different in terms of format. And mm-hmm. uh, obviously there's no axe to grind with you. you you're, you're very positive And um, just a pleasure to talk to you. Well, thank you, Damon. Okay, well, first of all, I did coach AAU many years ago. My daughter went to college, so I'm not involved as much anymore. But, mm-hmm. you know, anytime I can help up, help the youth, uh, you know, I certainly do so. Um, and and, I, and, I, and one thing that I'd like to say off the top is I, I don't like all of this negativity about uh, AAU. First of all, AAU, there's training and there's certification that goes along with AAU as well. Mm-hmm. It, like the gentleman spoke a few minutes ago, he said that his AAU program was positive and, and you know he's a b program and 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 so there's so many positive things uh a lot of you know kids that you know i coached in aau went on to play college ball and you know including my daughter daughter and you know a lot of kids and and that and that's all that's positive Th- that changed lives so all this negativity i mean i know recently with the ball um fella and, and you know that Sometimes AAU gets a bad rap, but AAU helps millions and millions of kids across the country all the time. And and there's some a lot of people who dedicate themselves. And and there's bad coaches, just like there's bad cops, there's bad firemen, there's bad teachers, there's bad everything in a society. But there's also good. So you know, I, I hate when the, the good um, um, get overshadowed by the the bad or the negative perception uh, of certain things um just like you were saying before about USA coaches um you know what makes uh, USA coaches any better i mean i'm sure Rick Pitino was part of that group uh, you know <laughs> um, you know and i can name other coaches uh, the, well, the guy from Rutgers who, who was you know accused of or actually you know he got fired for that uh, Damon your your point is well taken in fact let me just say this my son-in-law uh, mm-hmm. Noah Savage who's now 31 32 you know, we've had this, this discussion, Noah and myself, uh, even on the show, and he, he went on to become a, a, a top uh, basketball player at, at Princeton. And, um, you know, he, he went to the AAU system, and he's a huge, huge champion of it. And he will say to me, you know, uh, I don't see why, why there's so much concern about AAU because, uh, yes, there were, like as you said, Damon, there were, there were, there were problems uh, of bad teachers, there were bad cops, just like that. Absolutely. But he says, Absolutely. he says to me, look, I, I loved AAU. It got me to where I was. It showcased me because I played at a small high school 
uh, which didn't have much of, of a basketball program, but AAU allowed me to showcase my skills to college coaches and end up going to a, uh, you know, to a major D1 program. So he's a big fan of that, and I know, like you're saying, that there's a lot of uh, plus side to this. However, yeah. but I and, do, and, but you know, because you've been through AAU. Absolutely, and, and let me say this, there's a lot of negative about yeah. it, too, but <laughs> yes. a lot of it, but, but there's negatives in everything. I mean, I, I've worked for the Torero for, for 30 years, and I, I could go positive and negative about that, you know, and that's my employer. So, you know, but, but what I will say about the, the new program, and I just wanted to make a couple of points to you, if I could. Yeah. Number one, um, the difference that I saw right off the top, because I saw this uh, message come across the when I was watching an NBA game on yep. NBA TV, uh, and it said Dwayne Wade was going to be a chairperson along with, I believe, Lisa Leslie, right. if I remember correctly. Um, and, and I thought immediately that's positive. The more tournaments you have, um, the better. And, and the fact that this is a, a national-type tournament, which AAU is not t- traditionally national. I know sometimes they may, you know, they, there's some parts of that AAU program that may be more national, where, but, but it's, it's generally not. It's more local, and then obviously it's, you know, sometimes they're in Philadelphia. They have tournaments in, in Washington, Texas. Texas is a big hot hotbed for, but, um, but for I, girls' basketball. But, basketball. Damon, let me, my, my time is short here. Uh, but okay. my. So let's just make one quick point. Yeah, and go ahead. Okay, but but the point I wanted to make is that that okay, number one that the, the age was was limited. Yes. So AAU, you know, starts from like seven, eight years old, all the way up to sixteen or high school. You know, almost getting old. Right. This is thirteen and fourteen college. older. Right. 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 Okay. So that that's the number one difference. Number two, the time frame is different. AAU, the the, the regular normal period for AAU is between March and June. The only AAU that plays during the summertime is called the live period, and that's usually the elite teams yes. where, where they have Adidas and things like that. So that's different. So those are two uh, glaring differences right away. As far as, you know, uh, I know the first gentleman who called said something about it's just going to be glorified AAU teams. Well, so what? You know, wh- well, whatever – we have not seen a response from AAU at this point. At least I'm not aware of a response. And to your point, yes, it, it's, it's certainly the NBA is trying to you know, say, well, we're going to have this in August, uh, which means that they don't want to conflict with the AAU schedule. Absolutely not. I, I, don't, I don't know how this is going to play out. It's going to be interesting, to be sure. Hey, Damon, thank you for your thoughts. Thank you. Uh, i got uh, to run to a break. Happy New Year to you. Thank, Happy thank New Year, you. Damon. Thank you. Uh, we're, we're talking about this Junior NBA World Championships, which are going to take place in August uh, of 2018. It's sort of based on Little League World Series. It's going to take place in Orlando, and we're getting your thoughts and comments. i got to take a break. Uh, when I return, we will continue our conversation. Stay with me. As always, I invite you to check out my website and blog at AskCoachWolf.com. By the way, you can now officially order and get a copy of Secrets of Sports Psychology Revealed uh, from Amazon. It will be delivered in just a matter of days. Uh, it's, uh, it's only $17. It's a quick read. Uh, and you, or you could buy it, of course, in the ebook version. It covers baseball, basketball, golf, a lot of different sports. Uh, again, it's available now, I'm, I'm thrilled to say. Uh, and it basically is is really my, my years of expertise and experience in this field, uh, Secrets of Sports Psychology Revealed. Oh, <laughs> a separate subject. Before I forget, if you haven't seen the movie about the uh, disgraced figure skater Tanya Harding, 
and you want to get a sense uh, of a sports parent from hell, well, be sure to check out this movie, I, Tanya. You remember Tanya Harding. She was the gifted figure skater from Portland, Oregon, who, depending on your point of view, was, was somehow responsible for Nancy Kerrigan being clubbed on her knees when both Nancy and Tanya were competing to make uh, the Olympic ice skating team. This is all back in 1994. It was quite scandalous at the time. Now, this movie, a couple of warnings. First of all, it, it's absolutely drenched with profanity, and I would seriously not recommend you watch the movie with your kids. <laughs> but that being said, you do get a very hard look at how Tanya Harding was raised by her mother to become a top-flight competitive skater. Now, I must confess that the never-ending psychological pressures that the mom placed on Tanya reminded me of other sports parent-related movies like the classic, and it's going back a bit, the classic Fear Strikes Out about Jimmy Pearsall and the unrelenting pressures that his dad put on him to make the major leagues. That movie, of course, was from the 1950s, but it's still considered a classic on parental uh, sports pressures. Anyway, I'd like to think that over the years since Tanya Hardy was growing up, uh, that we as a society have made some some real subs, uh, substantive progress when it comes to how we treat our kids in sports and the expectations we place upon them. But if you want to see how extreme cases were, were around back 20 years ago and the kind of pressures that moms put on and dads, too, put on their kids, check out this movie, I, Tanya. It, it'll be eye-opening to you. Okay, right now we're talking about this, this new announcement, the Junior NBA World Championship, the NBA sort of like their World Series, the Little League World Series. It should be a playoff of the best teams of 13- and 14-year-olds. It starts in, in August of 2018. And I'm getting your thoughts and comments as to whether you think this is a good idea, a bad idea. You know, some of the uh, my colleagues in the sports parenting field have said that, well, this is not a good idea. Why would you want to televise kids who are 13 or 14, you know, playing in a pressure-packed situation? Uh, this is they're going to have a, they're going to have a difficult time dealing with that kind of pressure. And I'm thinking, I don't think so. I mean, kids today that we forget they've grown up on not just television and, uh, and obviously with their phones and stuff, but they they relish the idea of of showing their skills uh, on on major television and. Um, Little League Baseball, you know, those kids have been playing in front of TV for years now. I don't, I don't see any real drawback to that. I think the kids would enjoy playing on TV. Maybe I'm wrong. Uh, anyway, let's get back to our calls. Let's go to uh, let's go to Harry in Mount Vernon. Harry, good morning. You're on the fan. How you doing? It's good to talk to you. Harry, good Happy to talk to you. you and your family. You too, Harry. Is this Harry Jefferson? No, no, no. Harry Finjohn. I'm from uh, Mount Vernon. Uh, <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Uh, well, Harry, good to, yeah, tell me, um, it sounds like you're at a basketball practice. Is it, is it funny that we're talking? Uh, I'm I'm about to be 60, and I go to play every day since I was what 12, yep, 11 years old, yep, and I'm still playing almost 60. So it's a Sunday morning pickup. Good for um, you. Okay, but yeah, now now I'm, I'm from Mount Vernon, seems a place that has like 11 former NBA or present NBA players. My well, best friend is Gus Williams played. You know, for Seattle, won a championship. Hey, uh, everybody knows about Mount Vernon High School basketball. It is, it is the the, the Mount Olympus of, of great, great basketball town. So we know that exactly, exactly. Now, I, I started a an AAU organization called ETA Excellence for Athletics for the same reason that they started this junior NBA, presumably. Uh huh. And just like the coach from Mount Kisco, it was started because 
there are certain players that get showcased on teams and then everybody else suffers and they don't really get a chance to be seen. Right, so right. I'm a positive organization trying to get guys opportunities for college. I coach Ray Rice. I coach the kids named Kenny Britt, who's still in the NBA, and they played basketball, and then they switched over to football. Uh-huh. So what we do is give kids an opportunity to showcase their talent where they might not otherwise get it in these predominantly travel AAU organizations. Like you said, there's positive AAU organizations, and mine is one. But with this junior NBA, I don't know too much about it. I've been listening this morning. I've seen the commercials. It's still going to be a thing where you're going to get regional uh, players to come on these teams that want to showcase athletes because they're not going to have a product on TV that doesn't have, I mean, pretty decent players on it. No, of course With not. They're going to have right. And I, I, Harry, I let's be honest. Uh, and first of all, I, I, I salute and applaud you, uh, like uh, like John from Mount Kisco earlier. I mean, you guys. Are, are the bread and butter of AAU basketball. So much attention is focused on those so-called super elite teams of high school players. You know, the teams are financed heavily by sneaker companies, and lots of you know unusual and weird things take place, as we know. But guys like yourself who run programs where kids can play and develop their skills in the hope that they will stay with the, stay with the program and become more players, that, that's critically important. And... Um, as to your other point, I don't know what's how this is going to play out with the NBA. I'm not sure they know either, but obviously they, they felt strongly enough that they've now announced they're going to do this. And one of the big questions we all have is how is this going to affect, you know, uh, AAU programs like yours and other people around the country? Harry, let me, exactly. let me run. i got to take some more calls, but I thank you for the, uh, the call this morning, and I hear you loud and clear. It's going to be curious to see how this plays out. All right. Thank you, Rick. Thanks. Harry. Happy New Year, Harry. Take care. Thank you, and yeah, thank you. Let's uh, let's go quickly to go to Tom over in Brick, New Jersey. Tom, good morning. You're on the fan. Oh, Rick, I tell you, what is happening? I mean, <laughs> they're turning all youth sports into money makers. That's all it is. Well, it's that's a way for somebody to make money off kids' games. Tom, we haven't talked about that this, yet this morning, but yes, there's no question. This is not being done as a charitable event. Uh, I'm sure you know the NBA is talking to their corporate sponsors already and saying, okay, who wants to line up to be the billboard sponsor of this tournament? Who, how much are you going to pay? Are we going to show it on NBA TV? Are we going to show it on, on the networks? Uh, you know, what's, it's about money. There's no question. Somebody's making money off this. Let me tell you something. Basketball is probably the one sport that's the poor kids' sport because they just, they just got one ball, a rim, and in some schoolyard. And now they're going to turn it into a money maker just for people that they got no consciences. Well, what about what about baseball and little league baseball? Everybody loves you know little league baseball playoffs and uh, you know the, the uh, little league and Williamsport. That's uh, all about uh, you know. Let me tell you something. Yeah. Not everybody. I love watching the kids compete. I enjoy watching the kids compete, but they are being taken over the cold. <laughs> little league baseball walks away every year with big bucks. That's correct. Them kids walk away with dreams that will last a lifetime. Give me a break. Why well, don't them kids walk away with some kind of a scholarship or something to help them if they want to go further their education? No, they don't get nothing. That's, that is exactly right. They, as you say, the, the bag of equipment. 
that, that they get a bag of equipment uh, and, as you say, dreams of a lifetime. But the kind of money that the uh, that Little League World Series is is bringing in uh, to Williamsport to pay for all the very, very uh, hefty salaries of the Little League executives and so on and so forth. And by the way, you know, they, they always pride themselves in saying the people who work at the games are volunteers. Well, why not pay them? You know, I mean, come on, pay them. The fact is... You know, this is the same thing with the NBA. These kids, at least I haven't said, said, read anything about the fact that these kids are going to get scholarships or, or other things to, to reward for their talents. Same way in baseball, the kids get the bag of equipment and dreams of a lifetime, but somebody's getting paid a lot of money, and it's not the kids or their families. And, and somebody at some point is going to say, that's not right, that's wrong. Uh, because the umpires. Oh, all the umpires are volunteers. Oh, the volunteers. You, you know what? The whole of every Little League program or any baseball youth program, there's nobody umpiring for free. Well, and, and the truth is it would be it would behoove Little League Baseball to find some real good umpires who do get paid because some of the volunteers, and I appreciate the fact they're, they're not getting paid for this, but some of these guys, the umpiring is, is, uh, is up and down to say the least. And I think that's... Again, a concern as well. Hey, Tom, I got to run. Thank you for the call. I appreciate it, and uh, Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you, too. Thanks, Tom. You know, a lot of interesting thoughts about this uh, this uh, Junior NBA World Championships. It's going to be curious to see what plays. All right, let me, let me take a pause. I'll be back. Stay with me. Well, a lot of interesting uh, uh, thoughts and comments this morning about this uh, Junior NBA World Championship, uh, which begins in August of uh, the new year. And uh, a lot of questions, and they're all good questions, uh, you know, and I'm sure the NBA, which is a pretty well-run organization, they'll, they'll have this stuff sort of worked through and thought through. The first thing, of course, is are they going to use local town teams like they do with baseball? Or are they going to go with travel or regional teams? Um, you know, I, I, I think obviously they'll probably end up using travel teams or regional teams in order to make sure the level of competition is at a certain certain height. Uh, I mean, for example, it got to regional playoffs. What do you do with there are routes, which sometimes, of course, happen in basketball? Obviously, the NBA doesn't want to be in a situation where they have to televise a, a game where some team's up by 30 or 40 or 50 points at halftime. Uh, that's, that's something I'm sure I'll have to address. Uh, I, again, I don't have a problem with kids 13 and 14 playing on TV. I think kids would love that experience. Uh, some of the other questions that came up today, uh, how does this going to have an effect on AAU basketball? AAU, of course, usually runs from March through June. Uh, what's going to happen with that? Uh, how this is, is this something by the NBA? Is this the ulterior motive to sort of uh, supplant AAU basketball? Uh, they mentioned about them in their press release about it's all about teamwork, uh, and uh, all the coaches have to be in the, uh, for the uh, the junior NBA championship have to be certified uh, by USA Basketball. Um, you know, it, it's it's um, it's going to be curious to see how this has coexists with AAU programs. Um, of course, the NBA. Is, is an organization about making money, and you know they're going to have money come in from corporate sponsors and TV sponsors. What about the kids? 
Are the kids who play in this, besides the great memories, are they going to have anything else to, to show for this? Are they going to get paid or get a stipend or help be applied to their college education if they don't get a college scholarship? These are the kind of things that I, I'm curious about. And, you know, we're doing basketball and we're going to do, and we have baseball. What about other team sports like uh, ice hockey, lacrosse, soccer, field hockey, volleyball? When are those, uh, you know, junior championships, when do those get organized and get televised as well? Is that a possibility in the near future? Again, we'll be tracking all this in the, in the weeks and months to come. I'm curious to see how it plays out, and I'm sure you are as well. Okay, that's going to do it for me in this edition of the Sports Edge. My thanks this morning to Matt Casey. Please stick around to Football Sunday. I'll see you next week right here on the Sports Edge. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ucalypt speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023.